Release the Kraken. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're releasing the Kraken. Yeah, we're talking about giants on today's podcast. Hi, I'm Harlan Williams. I'm a giant. And you are on the Harland Highway, the never-ending highway. So that makes it a giant highway. But we're ta- we're going to be talking about uh, different type- types of giants. Uh, we're going to be talking about giants in the entertainment industry, like Beyonce. Did you see her on the Super Bowl? Got to talk about Beyonce. Uh, and then something amazing. They found a giant at the bottom of the sea. This is very exciting. This is Real live documentation of a mythical creature that's finally been filmed and uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, a little scary, uh, a little uh, little nervous for the outcome, but uh, we'll get into that as we uh, keep on rolling down the highway. And then we're going to have uh, a, two more giants in the entertainment industry, Madonna versus Lady Gaga. Uh, I recently went to see Lady Gaga, and uh, I, I walked away feeling like she was ripping Madonna off a little bit. We're going to get into it. We're going to play some back-to-back songs. You be the judge. Oh, it's going to be good. Right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. It's one of the most mysterious creatures on the planet, but perhaps not for much longer. Filmmakers have released video footage of a giant squid in its natural deep-sea habitat, something that's never been done before. The video was shot last July near Ogasawara Islands off Japan, It was done for a documentary produced by NHK and the Discovery Channel. The animal the crew caught on camera was three metres long, and it's easy to see why the giant squid inspired the myth of the Kraken. Release the Kraken! Oh, yeah. They found it, ladies and canerdle flirtons. They found the giant squid. Finally. After all these years, did you did you watch it? Did you see it on the Discovery Channel? Release the Kraken! Oh yeah, they found it uh, way way down at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I don't know if you saw this thing on the Discovery Channel. Pretty fascinating. Uh, the giant squid has been more elusive than uh, Willie Nelson's dental floss. Okay, um, there's been uh, there's been uh, myths about this creature. Um, there's been uh, rumors about this creature. And if you're wondering what it is, it's a squid. You've all seen a squid. You've all eaten calamari. But this is a giant squid. 
And there have been reports through history of, you know, squid as long as over 175 feet long. And scientists have a feeling that they could be even longer, uh, maybe over 200, maybe 300 feet. I don't know. But because they haven't been able to find any, uh, they haven't been able to study them. They don't know a lot about them. Now, when I say they haven't found any, I mean alive. They they have found carcasses washed up on beaches, and they've found pieces of giant squid caught in uh, fishing lines and fishing nets. But no one has ever seen one alive or filmed one uh, alive. And so this is a fascinating special on Discovery Channel. If you get a chance, uh, you know, DVR it and uh, watch the uh, watch the footage because it's uh, it's really interesting to uh it's almost like someone saying oh they've never caught a bigfoot on film or the loch ness monster or aliens uh but this is a real live creature that uh, dwells in the deepest parts of the ocean and they finally uh sent a, re- a research team went out and finally caught footage of this thing swimming in its natural environment um and what they did is they dropped a, a robotic uh, camera down to the bottom of the ocean off the coast of Japan, very, very deep part of the ocean. And um, they put some colored lights on the camera, and the, the, they, they, they figured out the pattern. There's a, a type of luminescent jellyfish that uh, lives very deep down, and when it's being attacked, it actually lights up. It does a light show. And uh, it's an amazing uh, survival mechanism that it has. It does this light show hoping to attract a bigger predator to the one that's attacking it. So in other words, it's doing the light show hoping that while it's being attacked, its colorful lights will bring in a bigger predator to attack the thing that's attacking it. It's ingenious. And so one of the scientists was able to duplicate this this light display that these jellyfish put on, and she had a theory that, hey, if I if I uh, if I imitate the light show, uh, a giant squid would come flying in, thinking a predator is eating a jellyfish, and claim the predator as its meal. Uh, so she dropped this thing down. They left it down there for like uh, three or four days. And sure enough, they got footage of it, um, of the giant squid, which was one thing. But then even better, if you watch the special, uh, some scientists go down in a submersible, a little mini submarine. And they go way, 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 way down. And they have some bait hanging out in the water. And sure enough, the elusive mythical giant squid shows up. And uh, it's pretty exciting, man. I don't know how excited you get by seafood, but um, it's it's quite fascinating to lay eyes on something that no one has really laid eyes on before. Um, and to give you give you some perspective on on the size of these squid and the power and and uh, you know the uh, strength that they have, the, these uh, squid do battle with whales. They they actually fight it out with sperm whales. I guess sperm whales attack them, and 
I mean, imagine something that has the uh, the girth and the tenacity and the size to uh, do battle with a full-grown sperm whale. Um, so that's pretty cool, man. Now here's the here's the downer part that I don't like. Okay, here's here's where, unfortunately, due to the greediness of mankind, I have to turn a positive into a negative. My big worry now is that. They've proven they're there. They've figured out how to reach them. They've figured out how to kind of attract them. Now my question is, how soon do the greedy fishermen start violating and exploiting these magnificent creatures so that they can be sold as calamari at a seafood restaurant? And for those of you that don't think it'll happen, believe me, it will. It's very sad. It's it's sad whenever anything gets exposed to mankind. There's those of us that are just like, wow, what a fascinating discovery. I wonder what we can learn from this. And then there's the other half of society that goes, wow, finally somebody's going to show me where this species of animal is so I can plunder them and kill them and chop them up and harvest them and feed them to humans or skin them or... Do whatever you do to make a godforsaken dollar. And that's where I'm really nervous. That's where I'm like, maybe it was better we didn't find them. Because now that they found them, they proved they're there, they kind of figured out a method. You know, there's probably guys out there right now, like Japanese fishermen, Norwegian fishermen, American fishermen, I don't know who. People down there jigging for giant squid and how long until they're on the endangered species list how long till the balance of the ocean is out of whack it terrifies me so in a way i'm happy and in a way i'm very sad that they found this thing to give you an example i was watching a nature show a couple of months ago and there was this guy that had dedicated his life to sharks he just loved sharks and he this guy would go and dive down he'd swim with them he had no fear of sharks he'd he'd been studying them doing all kinds of research studying their habits studying their mating rituals finding out where they they lay their eggs etc etc real passion for sharks and he stumbles on this place in the ocean i forget where it is but somehow erosion and the the uh, constant hammering of the tides and the waves and the currents had somehow carved out what almost looked like a giant clay bowl, okay, about you know half the length of a football field. And it had carved out into the rock and the gravel and the sand. It almost looked like a big clay bowl. It looked like it was in about, you know, 60, 50 feet of water. And this guy stumbles on this thing, and he filmed it, and it was just beautiful. It was magnificent. And uh, he filmed the sharks swimming around in it, schools of sharks like he'd never seen before. And they'd obviously assembled for a reason. And because of the shape of this bowl, it created some kind of current that uh, made some kind of a circular swirl. And it was good for the sharks. And they were using it as a very special mating place or something. And here's this guy going, oh, my God, I found this thing. Nobody's ever seen it before. He presents his findings to the world, 
Okay, he shows his nature special, thinking everyone's going to be like, oh, what a great scientific find. This is incredible. We're going to learn so much. And here's the sad part, folks. This is what I was alluding to earlier. This guy goes back a year later. Okay, still documenting with his camera crew. Goes back a year later, and there's not one shark. Okay, they've been decimated. Fishing boats went in the minute they found out about this sacred place. Obliterated it. Not one shark. This guy came up out of the water crying. He was crying, and he actually said, he goes, I can't believe I exposed the sharks to humanity. I can't believe I let this secret out of the bag. I, I told the world thinking that they would, they would embrace it and protect it. And instead, mankind went in and destroyed it and poached all the sharks and obliterated whatever it was they were doing there. I've never seen a man so crushed up and, and sad knowing that he, he led the way to this salad bowl full of sharks and they were all just slaughtered for profit, for who knows what. And you see him underwater swimming around in the same place that when he was there before was just swirling. It was like a cereal bowl, and, and, and the cereal was sharks, like hundreds of sharks just going around and around, communicating with each other and mating and doing what they needed to do. And now this guy goes back down, and he's got flashlights, and he's searching all around, and it's just empty. It looks like a swimming pool, nothing in it. And it was just heartbreaking. And the imagery, and, and to see this guy so crushed up over it, emotionally. And I, I don't know what to say about, you know, the kraken or the, the giant squid. I just hope to hell they leave you the hell alone, man. I'm sure there's a damn good reason you were hiding. I'm sure the giant squid was like, you know what, man? I've seen what they've done. I've seen what they've done to the sharks and the dolphins and the whales. You know what? I'm going to hide my ass. I'm going down to the deepest part of the ocean. I'm staying away from them motherfucking uh, two-leg upright walking devils. Man, they just eat everything, man. They're like pigs. Eat everything they can get. Just pull us up and kill us and chop us up. Bunch of monsters. And now the jig is up and this documentary's out where where they're like, look at this great scientific discovery. And all these fishermen are going, no, look at all this excellent giant calamari. We could charge $70 per calamari ring with this giant. Chick-ching, 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 chick-ching. Humans. So I, I hope, I hope they don't get to the giant squid, man. I just hope. And if they do get to the giant squid, I hope he fights back. I hope he comes up out of the ocean and eats them. I'll be the first one to stand on the end of the dock with my robe and my crown in my hair and my staff in my hand and just yelling out to the ocean spray, Release! The Kraken! Release the Kraken!
Release Beyonce's giant legs. Yeah, that's right. Did you watch the Super Bowl, gang? I mean, Beyonce's legs. I mean, these things look like giant redwoods. She 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 be gotten some chunky legs, man. I I don't know if it does it for you guys. Not my thing. Just not into the chunky leg. It, it, you know, it looks great at the front. Okay, a leg at the front looks like a leg. But rest assured, if that leg is chunky, if that leg is wide, turn that sucker around. And just look for the sign that says, Welcome to Cellulite City. You notice uh, Beyonce never, like, kind of shows us the back of her legs. And you notice she's always wearing, like, tights. She always wears, like, uh, leotards or nylons or something. Hell no. Oh, hell no. She doesn't. She ain't exposing the back of her legs. You kidding me? Welcome to Cellulite City. And I don't know, does does Beyonce need to go and take walking lessons? Is, is, is it apparent to you as it is to me that she stomps everywhere? She just doesn't know how to walk. She, like, stomps along, pulls her knees way up. I stomps her feet down. Her waist twisting back and forth. I mean, what is with her leg? Does she have restless leg syndrome? Well, why can't she just take a normal step? I mean, man, talk. She'd she'd be great at making her own wine. She's always stomping her legs up and down. You you watch her walk. It looks like she's stepping on ants. Like there's bugs crawling around. Now she's like, oh, gotta step on that ant. Crunch, crunch, crunch. What the hell? Can you just, like, slow it down, tone the energy back, and maybe just walk? Can you do that for us, Beyonce? I don't know, man. There's something to be said about dancing and dance moves and gracefulness and sexiness. Beyonce's moves to me are just violent. They're very aggressive. Very aggressive and and very, I don't know, confrontational. Look at me, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm stepping on ants and stepping on ladybugs and worms and I'm crushing grapes. When I finish walking, I get thirsty. I have myself a homemade of 1972 Beyonce Pinot Gras. I mean, what a name. That is, that's, her name sounds like a wine. Yes, waiter, could I have two glasses of Beyonce, please? Yes, white and red. Thank you, yes. <laughs> Beyonce. Easy, Charles Nelson Riley. I mean, if she's going to stomp around like that, like an angry elephant or a rhino with a thorn in its hoof. Somebody throw down some bushels of grapes. Throw a basket in front of her. You know how uh, football players run through the tires? You ever see them training? 
They got like car or truck tires on the field and the guys have to run through them. There's about 40 tires. How about we slap down 40 crates of of, uh, grapes? And as Beyonce walks along, stomping, she can crush the crap out of the grapes and create some wonderful, delicious wine. Hey, baby, I'm going for a little walk. Yeah, well, it's not really a walk. I'm going to make some product. I might as well, while I'm walking, I'm exuding all this energy. I might as well make some Beyonce wine. You know, I mean, what's the point of walking all that way, not making any money? Might as well make some money while I'm walking, right? So I'm going to walk down to the mailbox. I'm going to check on the mail. I'm going to walk back. And in that span of time, I'm going to make... 70 kegs of wine. Beyonce wine. Mm-hmm. What up? Beyonce. Yes, wait. I could have another glass of Beyonce. It's absolutely delicious. The last glass you gave me, though, do you mind? I found the heel of a shoe in it. Could you? Is it possible to get it without the heel? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Charles, oh, 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 Nelson Riley, oh, oh. <laughs> what the hell is wrong? I'm, I'm drunk on Beyonce. That's what it is. Um, So there you go. That's my Beyonce rant. And you know what? Just for that, I'm in the mood. I've released the Beyonce, so one more time I'd like to... Release the Kraken! And speaking of uh, of um, female performer phenoms, uh, I don't know if I told you cats this or not, but about a month ago, yours truly went to see none other than Lady Gaga. Which I don't think could be a wine, but maybe like a TV dinner. Hey, kids, guess what's for dinner? What? How about some nice TV lady gaga's? Yay! I don't know. I'm trying here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to spread the ingenuity around. Um. So, you know, a friend of mine was going to see Lady Gaga. It was like a Saturday night. I had nothing to do. And I kind of got half invited and half invited myself and it was like I was like all right I'll go see it it was a free ticket it was there were great seats you know um so I went to see her and I I went with an open mind you know I can't say I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan but I heard she's an incredible performer and she puts on a great show and you know and so uh I, I thought what the hell you know I remember as a kid, I, I had the I, you know I had the chance to go and see Prince, and you know when when you're a, when you're younger, you're like yeah right like I'm gonna go see a guy who wears like women's uh, fishnet stockings yeah sorry I'm too macho, like I couldn't get around all that BS all the all the phony, you know the costumes and the effeminate ways that Prince had but at the end of the day the guy was a great musician he's a, he's. He's incredible. And I always regretted that I didn't go. And I thought, well, maybe Lady Gaga's the same deal. Prince was a true original. Maybe Gaga's a true original. So I went. 
And I got to say, I tried to be objective. I mean, I didn't try. I was objective. And I, 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 I tried not to be opinionated. I kept an open mind. Uh, obviously, she's super popular. People love her. And I went, and in all honesty, I didn't go in with any bias. I did not love what I saw. I enjoyed the energy. I enjoyed being there with my friends. I enjoyed the atmosphere. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to see this performer. And eh, I had a lot of problems with it. Um, first of all, the, the presentation I didn't necessarily like. She had this giant set. It was like a, looked like a giant castle. And she came out of the castle upstairs, downstairs, uh, from under the floorboards, through the window. I mean, I don't know. Where didn't she come from? Through, through the sewer pipe, maybe? And uh, so she had this giant castle, and then one of the reasons you go to a concert, I think, is the musical element. You kind of want to see the people playing music. You want to connect with the musicians. And what Lady Gaga did is she kind of hid the musicians behind the walls of this castle. You could see them through the walls and through openings, but they were kind of like window dressing. And they were kind of concealed and not on prominent display. So you didn't really get to see them very clearly. And they weren't really lit very well. So so the musicians almost became an afterthought. So I didn't like that. And then Gaga herself was supposed to be the focal point. But the problem with that is she's a tiny person, okay? She's not very tall. She's petite. And she came out with like 40 dancers around her. And I'm like, well, which one's Lady Gaga? Who? What? Huh? So I, I had trouble figuring out who she, which one was her a lot of the time. And then when you finally did pick her out, she was dressed like an eggplant or, a, you know, a potato. She, she was dressed as a, like an unborn chicken. She had a like a roast beef over her eyes. She had like a a salad bowl on her head. She was wearing like uh, s- snowboards on her feet. I don't know. Like you know what? Sometimes too much costume really kind of blurs your identity. Like I, I get the I get it get it that Cher does it, and you know, but Cher doesn't hide her face. You know, Cher keeps her face out there, and. Uh, Lady Gaga had so much wacky stuff going on. I just, I kind of lost track of her even existing. And then the other problem I had is Lady Gaga, I think I've talked about this before, tries to present herself as very sexual and physical, and she's always sticking her ass out there and revealing a little too much thigh and butt cheek and cleavage. The problem is, guys and girls, I just don't find her that attractive, okay? If, if I'm being a total, like, sexist pig I, I and I got a grade Lady Gaga, I'm sorry. I'm being honest. As a guy, I'd give her about a 4 out of 10. And I'm just not good with girls that ain't that hot trying to pretend that they're hot and then, secondly, stuffing their junk in my face. I'm sorry, man. You're not that good looking. I don't want to see your ass necessarily. I don't want to see your boobs or your thighs. 
because you're really not turning me on. You're kind of grossing me out. You're, you're, it's like you're trying too hard. It's like you're overcompensating. I'm not that good looking, but if I show you my ass, will you think I'm sexy? <laughs> no. And then we go from, from all that physical stuff to the music. Okay, the the girl, the woman can sing. I'm going to give her that. She's got the pipes. She can sing. She's got the energy. She can dance. Not not amazing, but she can put on a show. But at the end of the day, I think when it comes to music, you're there for the music. You're there for the, the beats. You're there for the sound. You're there for the vocals, right? And uh, listen, man, I grew up through, went through the whole Madonna thing. And I could hear in her music a lot of similarities to Madonna. Let's start with Madonna's Spanish tune that she does. It's like uh, Abli Hosta Bablisa or something. I don't know how you say it. You'll recognize the song. This is Madonna's like uh, Spanish tune type thing that she did. Check it out. know that song, Asli Boslav Liflo, or whatever it is. Now, here's uh, Lady Gaga's song called El Fernando, and uh, I don't know, is it is it just me, or do these sound pretty close? Not only the sound of the song, but, but the singing, the voice. Don't go my name. I don't know. I'm just saying a little close. And then to try this song, Madonna's uh, Respect Yourself. Here, have a little snippet of this.
K, you all know that song. Now here's Gaga. Okay, one more time. Madonna, real quick clip. And Lady Gaga. I don't know. Is it just me? Am I the only one hearing it? Anyways, I I guess the reason these songs jumped out at me so much is because, you know, even watching Lady Gaga on stage strutting around doing her concert, it reminded me a lot of what Madonna does on stage. And it's it's not like Madonna has the patent on showmanship or whatever it is she does. But I got to tell you, man. Lady Gaga was a little too close to our dude Madonna for my liking. And it's not like I'm a big Madonna fan. But I don't know. If I was Madonna and I'm sitting in that crowd watching Lady Gaga from the dancing to the show to some of the hairstyles to the costumes to the sound of some of the music, I might be a little bit like, uh, yo, oh, hell no. You know what I mean? Back off, biatch! I don't know. I mean, it's tough in the entertainment industry. People cross over. People are influenced by people. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Lady Gaga is a plagiarist, that Lady Gaga sits down and goes, ooh, Madonna wrote a song just like this. But maybe some riffs got stuck in her head subliminally. I don't know. They sound a little close to me. Um, and the, and the other side of the Lady Gaga show that I didn't necessarily love, I found the whole presentation a bit pre- pretentious. It was a little bit too artsy-fartsy. There comes a point when you go, okay, is this person really an artist, or are they just presenting what an artist would present? Like, have they kind of gone, well, if I put an eggshell on my head... And I do this, and I is this kind of what people will think is art? I don't know. I'm not discounting her. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to say that she she she's not an artist. But I don't know. I was a little suspicious. And then the last thing I'll talk about is she was a little preachy. You know, she was a little bit preachy up there talking about how we should all get along and how, you know... Everybody has meaning, and, and, uh, you know, it it was kind of all positive messages. But then she kind of uh, threw in some contradictory negative messages. She was talking about how everyone should be good and try their best and not cause shit. And then, like, ten minutes later, she was asking people in the crowd if they had drugs and to smoke joints and uh, have a drink and be rebellious. 
And then uh, a little later on after that, she walked out on stage with a bra that was two machine guns. Literally, they were like rubber or plastic machine guns sticking out of her of her boobs they came out about uh probably about a foot maybe a little longer than a foot 12 14 inch replicas of machine guns and this was just after the sandy hook incident where those those poor children were massacred now not that you know i'm not one to say oh well some people were killed you can never show guns again but I don't know. Lady Gaga has a young, influential audience. And I don't know if, uh, you know, having guns out there is really what you want. I mean, there's heavy metal bands that don't show that kind of imagery. Um, And here's a little bit of her at the concert. I caught some of her, like, preaching and talking and... I don't know if it's annoying to you, but it kind of got annoying to me. Check it out. And I used to walk in there and they'd be talking about my crazy clothes, my crazy ideas about everything. And I thought, well, you might not think that I'm like you. And you may not think I'm like anybody else that's making music right now. But at least I know who the fuck I am. I don't know. Do you really know who the fuck you are? I mean, one second you're dressed as an eggplant, and the next second you you're, you you look like you're in a lobster trap. I don't know. Look, this is a mixed review. I know it's leaning a little negative, but uh, I'm just keeping it real. I, I, I give her points for being, you know, an energetic performer. Uh, she's definitely got some talent, but maybe... You know, the areas I touched on, her music her music and her style and her show is very close to what Madonna does. And, uh, you know, I didn't get all the speeches in there that I heard, but uh, maybe a little bit too preachy and contradictory. So I'm, it's not a glowing review, let's be honest. But I, as a reformer myself, I respect anyone who gets up on stage and she makes millions of people happy and... and they love her music, so I, I got to give her all that. But uh, I'm keeping it real with the other stuff, some of the negatives. I'm also touching on the positives. Uh, I'm careful. You know, I don't like to slam people and just say they're crap. So I'm, I'm offering up the good and the bad as I see it. This, this, may, this will not be your opinion. This may not be anybody's opinion. It's my own opinion. Just trying to keep it real in the deal. Uh, but, hey, you know, God bless you. Go out there. Do your thing. And uh, maybe Lady Gaga wants to review the Harland Highway. She's welcome to. She can praise it. She can slam it. She can take some tracks and compare it to other podcasts. Who knows? Maybe my podcast sounds just like some other guys. Ugh, I hope not. Because if it does, then I'm going to start singing my podcast, and it's going to sound a lot like Madonna, okay? Give me some Madonna, and we'll go out on that. Um, God. Maybe I shouldn't go to these concerts. I get too uh, too involved. I get too invested. 
but I had a good time. It was fun. And uh, there you go. I'm going to leave it right there. And uh, and uh, we'll, we'll pick it up next time with more crazy topics, things to talk about. Uh, don't forget, check out my new uh, stand-up comedy special, uh, Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature, available on iTunes. You can download it or you can uh, get a hard copy uh, from Amazon.com. And uh, you can also order it from my store. If you want an autographed copy, personally autographed by me, go to harlowwilliams.com, click on the store, and we will ship one out to you with my John Hancock on there, okay? Uh, if you want to write, three, uh, harlowwilliams.com. If you want to uh, send me a note, if you want to leave a voice message, 323-739-4330. And uh, don't forget to check harlowilliams.com for all my stand-up dates. Uh, check that out. Visit our store at harlowilliams.com. Check out my app, harlandapp.com, if you want a free app for your phone with all kinds of Harland Highway characters on it. Check it out. And that's it, man. That's all I got. That's all I got. Don't forget I'll be in San Diego at the American Comedy Co. Uh, Next weekend, Valentine's Day, February 14th to the 16th. And then this weekend, starting tonight, I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities, Pickwick and Frolic. I'll be Thursday through Saturday night at Hilarities. Come on out and see me live, baby. I'm going to do all Lady Gaga's songs. It's going to be awesome. Uh, So that's it. Uh, Enjoy your Madonna. Enjoy your Gaga. And until next time, always enjoy a great big plate of chicken chow mein, baby. (laughs) 